0: Winners, these drugs. You want to, I want to try out for one year. I want to learn what I Ching is and do it for one year. Just base Mm. all my decisions off I Ching.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> rem- yeah. they claim
0: it's mathematic, right? Like a right. mathematic way to decide your life. And so there's something that appeals to me about that more than anything. It's like, let's roll some fucking dice. A, because I'm a gambler, but mm. like it also just seems like if I'm going to believe in anything, let's go with the one that is loosely attached to math in some way.
1: Sure, yeah, you should do it. Do it for for a few <laughs> okay. weeks and okay. report back I'll, to us. <laughs> okay, I'll try to learn I Ching and where you yeah. get I Ching dice. Let, let, let our or listeners know how that works out for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could use some I Ching. I don't make very good decisions in general. So having a system would be nice for sure. Hmm. Like that I just always defaulted to. Like I've thought for years that I should just do flipping a coin and... Purely because it would cut down on my procrastination around decision-making even.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it would take
0: less days for me to come to a conclusion. I'd be suffering less. So, it's like, should I be friends with my friend Gary? Flip a coin. And it's just like, (laughs) if it's tails, no. If it's whatever, yes. And then I just, it's like, the coin has decided. There's something that so appeals to me about that process. Mm, Yeah. It's like, ah, I kind of liked Gary. Ah, but I asked the question, so clearly I was leaving it up to chance. I have to listen to the coin.
1: Yeah, but then you say, oh, well, the coin touched the table. No, you see,
0: I don't. I don't. This is like gaming. I never let things be easy. hmm. I never let it be easy. It's like I always want it to be the hardest. Like if people find a loophole in a game or whatever, it's like, no, stop using that. It's the same with the coin thing. It's like I would never disrupt the integrity of my coin game by, cause I feel like once you do that once you're done, like it no longer has value to be doing yeah. your coin flipping.
1: I I mean, even you just saying that right now, it, it's kind of making me tense up cause it feels so, <laughs> so oppressive, right? Like now you're, you're basically a deterministic uh, entity that lives by chance. I, I don't like it at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I would argue
0: What's going on now is even more chaotic mm. because it's based on emotions, which you can't really, in my my case,
1: trust, like, ever. But, but you could, if you wanted to live that way, you could just start gambling, right? I have gambled. Yeah, I mean, why not do that, right? Because then... Well, you lose all your money. Well, there's got to be a way to gamble that doesn't have... Do you mean gamble about life? No, but, like, um, so if you go to the casino... The reason why you lose your money is because the odds are against you, right? Or because your fri- or friend uh, won't let you leave because he hasn't won any money yet. True, but the, <laughs> the reason why he hasn't won any money is because the odds are against him. Yeah, They're stacked against you. There's got to be a gambling outlet out there where um, the odds are not against you. Actually, there is. You could invest in the stock market blindly by chance, right? Yeah.
0: I mean that is what I do basically.
1: Yeah, and and that way it'll eventually work out, right? Hasn't for
0: about eight years, but in theory. But like, what do you mean? Like, how
1: random are your selections?
0: Oh, I mean, not as random as that monkey or like any other animal. They've just like had randomly picked shit.
1: Yeah, well, that's what you. That's how you should be doing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I now I think I've said it on here before, but it's like I just invest in a like ETF that's based on the S&P 500
1: now. I know, and because you did that, we're gonna have a huge recession (laughs) because you can't win.
0: (laughs) No, 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 but that's the thing. That's like the, that's the, over the long term, like that's your only real safe bet.
1: That's true, but that's what, what, I guess what I'm saying is if like, you wanna leave your life up to chance, Mm. right? the The better way to do that would be to randomly purchase stocks online mm-hmm. because then that chance does actually change your life in a, in a substantial way, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this stock made $500. I can go buy that thing I wanted now. Mm-hmm. This stock lost $300. I guess I have to go to work today.
0: Right. Like you could I'm so attached to this idea on gambling on more decisions now. I'm I'm <laughs> super into this. So if it's not I Ching, it might be coin flipping. There you go. <laughs> I just probably won't ask um friendship questions, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Like, do you know I what guess, I mean? Yeah. In a moment of, or like be like, all right, I've been thinking about cutting this person out of my life for five weeks now. Cause that's like a like four or five weeks is like my I know for sure this is a real thought, and I really believe it. Yeah. It's not like a momentary uh, emotional swing that I'm just like, "Fuck that person," right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, what what is it actually? And so maybe I'll I'll figure out. I'll just I'm gonna come up with so many systems. I need systems. This is what I've learned. Like, this is why I've started to adopt like carrying around a notepad, for example, like because I just I just simply forget to do shit. Yeah, like. Last night I had like, you know, as I'm going to bed, I think tomorrow I'm back, I'm back here and I got to get these eight things done tomorrow. And it's like, I accomplished like four of them today,
1: mm-hmm. which is a pretty decent amount,
0: but I need a system. I could have accomplished them all. I had all the time to do yeah. all of it.
1: Yeah. But it, I mean, I, the system is you see that the, the, for me, I don't have like a schedule, right? With stuff obviously I have a work schedule, but at home, it's not like I need to do this, this, this today. It's like, I just list all the things I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, I need to get this done by this day. Like say, so it's like, okay, I have a week to do this many things. Mm-hmm. Right. And then as I do them, as the desire strikes, I can pick one, right. Get it done, cross it off. And then as new things come in, I just add it to the list. mm mm-hmm right i don't I don't like the whole thing of like I need to do this today, or I have to do this thing right now mm-hmm. like i don't I just dislike that kind of living right,
0: yeah, see, and i excuse me, I've always hated that, like it gives me crazy anxiety if I start to think like that, right, mm. but at the same time, it's super frustrating getting like it taking days to do shit that like it ends up being five minutes the day I do it. Yeah. Right? Like I I have tons of those and that also, me not getting it accomplished that day means it's blocking me from future things I should be doing to improve.
1: Yeah, yeah. I see, by I see that. By still focusing
0: yeah. on the old thing that I need, you know what I mean? Like it's like, it's almost like getting shit done like clears the thing for more things. And yeah, but a-
1: I also feel like if you have eight things you need to get done and you get four of them done, I mean, that's that's progress, right? Like you did stuff, right? Right, but I still don't have a new house. True, yeah, so I, it's I, like... I guess it gets stressful when there's things that you really need to get
0: done. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not talking about like, uh, maybe I should go, like, it's things like shopping, right? Like, this is my last meal. If I don't go shopping tomorrow, I'm going to be doing my classic thing that I used to do, which is like wait days and days. And as the procrastination procrastination builds more and more,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it just, I'm eating less. Like it just, this is what I mean by like, I need to get better at having that definitive, you have to do this today and teaching my brain. It's okay to have deadlines. Like I might, I mean, I know for a fact that most ADD people, do better with deadlines right like it's always the okay. we won't actually start doing it. it's we're the classic kids that like don't we're in the morning at school trying to write the fucking essay that we're, is due in five minutes yeah like yeah it is that like i really think with 80 people it is like the deadline spur action because i think most of us have that unbelievable <laughs> procrastination just like starts with like i got a week to like ooh. I only got four days. Ah, it'll be fine. I'll do it on Friday. And then suddenly it's like, Oh shit. But mm, I wanted to do all this stuff this weekend, maybe Sunday. And it's like, fuck, it's Monday morning. I'm fucked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have that with certain things too, but it's like, I can easily distill down the stuff that I keep on procrastinating about and the stuff that I don't and the stuff that I do procrastinate about it's because I have anxiety around it. Hmm. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I really don't want to go get my oil changed because those bastards are going to upset sell me the entire time. Mm -hmm. And that gives me anxiety. So I put off doing that for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas, like, you know, I have no problems working out. Right. Like I can do that every day Mm because there's no anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's that's what definitely the correlation for me is. Is it different for people with ADHD or is that still the same I don't know. Uh, like everything else.
0: It's like like I forget what you told me to google last time and it like never occurred to me. It was like what to do about PTSD or what yeah. to do about, you know, any other any other, I forget. And I was just like I am a fucking moron. Like I always forget we have this infinite source of resources mm-hmm. and like I never use it to sit down and like Here's a problem I have. What do people do about this?
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's your—that's because you are um, in your, you are uh, a prisoner of chance, right? Did you happen? Did that thought happen to pop into your head at that particular moment where you had the opportunity to look it up or not? Right. That's we're all—we all struggle with that, right? Yeah, but
0: but it's that same inaction. It's like, oh, I should do that. There's a lot of things I should do. I very rarely do them. Like, I was telling someone today that, like, I need to start treating my mental health shit, like, as a at least part-time job. So, like, Mm. wake up in the morning. Do the things I need to do. Like, today I realized, like, I am... I feel like a lot of stuff is out of my control. But the one thing I can control is good fucking habits. Like this last week, I just went on like an absolute weed bender eating total dog shit, right? Mm. And it's like, I'm not in a good mental or emotional place because I didn't take these simple steps of like, don't have coffee in the morning. It'll fuck your guts up. Don't, you know, or like do go for a walk. Do do yoga, right? Yeah. That kind of shit. So anyways i I think this new thing is like I need to get I've been waiting to move just so that I can get a system of whiteboards going like again I just need I need more shit written down like here's my goals for the year here's my goals for the month here's my goals for today like this week here's my schedule yeah. and I've tried this before I tried it I mean I tried it immediately after I got out of the hospital back in like when I was 32. I immediately, like, put on a mirror. I was like, this is what we do every day. We wake up and we do this regimen, like, hardcore, like, the military every day, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, developing discipline for long enough for it to actually become habitual. Like, I don't think I ever make that two-week mark on any of these ideas that I try to implement.
1: Yeah, well, so can you describe this whiteboard thing a bit more? Because I I don't understand what... Just, like...
0: Almost like a, a vision board in some sense. Like what are my, what's my long-term goals? Like what what are things I'm looking forward to doing or what are things that I need to learn or like big picture shit? Yeah. And then just getting like smaller and smaller down to like the day. Like you wake up at nine, you spend an hour Meditating in the morning, you have coffee, then you spend three hours researching how do I get rid of complex PTSD or like how do you reduce symptoms, like shit like that, or doing workbooks. Like, I only recently, like, someone suggested, like, have you ever got a workbook? I was like, no. Like, it had never occurred to me go to chapters and buy a DBT workbook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Like, I always just think like, oh, I'm doing enough. I'm going to therapy. It's like, no, but
1: you could be doing way more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's what is like, your like, end, like, what is the end goal for something like a workbook or something like whiteboards? Like, what would you, what, where, where would you be when you say, okay, this worked, this was successful? Well, like it, that's the thing about change. It's gradual.
0: Right. I feel significantly better now than I did years ago. Like when we're talking about dating, right? Yeah. It's like, I feel way more capable of finding a normal relationship with a normal person. Now, like I have more confidence. I have more like outside of a job, outside of whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know a little bit more about why I'm so insecure around job and money and shit and how that actually erodes a relationship and whatever. Um, And so like, it doesn't, you just, you just notice stuff goes better. Like I now, you know, like moving here, it was difficult to make friends, but not like, it didn't take me that long. Mm -hmm. And like, if it was my like pre 32 year old brain, I would have come down in here just been miserable for years because I wouldn't have gone to meetups. I wouldn't have tried to whatever, right? So it's like, it, that's a slow incremental process. It's like, I started leaving my house more than once every three weeks, you know? like Yeah. So it's like, that's what you get from a workbook. It's like, I will notice that my relationships are smoother because I'm no longer reactionary to like every little thing that a person says. And I can think more like, is this person, like, do I know this person to be like a loving, caring person overall? And this is just in the moment, something dickish they're saying, right? Like it doesn't, because in my mind, like BPD and whatever, I hear like a little comment and that can be enough to just be like, this person doesn't care about me. Fuck them. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, obviously uh, like a workbook type circumstance where you're doing like emotional work on yourself. Mm -hmm. That's, that's obviously a good thing. Um, that's what dbt is yeah yeah i'm I'm familiar with sort of the idea around dbt mm-hmm. but the the thing that i would caution against is like if you have troubles accomplishing the things you need to do in a day then just adding more activities isn't necessarily the right solution right oh totally and again like it's uh you know i've
0: had it before where it's like i try to do too much and i burn out yeah right yeah. I get that. That's why I wouldn't start at like 4 hours a day. I would start at like 30 minutes. You read a book that's going to be helpful to you for 30 minutes because ultimately all of this is working towards making my brain clearer, mm-hmm. which would in turn make like my ability and like resilience, you know, towards like being busy shit like that. Yeah. Higher because it's like I'm not as stressed, I'm not as anxious, I'm not as depressed.
1: Yeah, but there's, and I don't know if there's a term for this or not, but to me, what I see very, that's kind of common a lot of people is this like they get kind of stuck because they're trying to refine everything too much, right? Like they're not just doing the thing, right? Like it's like, oh, I need to get out more, I need to meet more friends. And then they spent all this time sort of prepping themselves to be the best possible version of themselves to get out and meet those people. But what they really need is just to accept that they're a flawed person and go outside anyways, right? You know what I mean? Like it, it's there's a t- the time and place for for the work, the self-work. And then there's a time when you just have to do a thing anyways. Right. Oh yeah. I'm I.
0: I must be missing something. Cause like, I I don't really, I don't, I don't get it. Cause I like, I'm anything I'm learning I'm implementing. Yeah. So it's like, if I'm anxious about a date or whatever, I end up going on dates to try to challenge that anxiety. Right. Right. Like I now don't stress about dating nearly as much as I did originally. Mm -hmm. right like it all kind of gets dull and it is that thing but it's like it took those initial steps to realize like you know everybody feels like this on a date everybody feel like what you're feeling is not unique you know stuff like that it's like i had to learn that because i didn't inherently know that
1: yeah and that i guess that is kind of what i'm saying to be done like that's how it went for me when i was dating it's like i didn't approach dating thinking oh i'm too emotionally messed up to date i went out and i met women and i tried it out Mm -hmm. and i found that i was i was very unsuccessful i was sabotaging myself a lot in trying to date women so then i had to rethink it and say okay is there something wrong here that's making this unsuccessful and that's when i went back and i um to i went into therapy and i figured Mm -hmm. out what it was about me that wasn't that was causing me to act the way i was in these relationships right Mm -hmm. and that was successful but it's like what what i'm i guess what i'm cautioning maybe not you but in general it's like do the thing first that you want to do right don't try to like improve upon yourself before you've at least tried to, to do something and then when you're unsuccessful at it then you know that's when refinement okay i takes see place. i see what you're getting at
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah it's like people that wanna perfect a sport before they even play the sport
1: yeah or um yeah or like anything like you
0: It is a perfectionism thing. It's perfectionism. Cuz yeah. like if i was going to go play in a dart league i would do exactly what you're talking about it's like i would probably spend three to four years playing darts on my own and like never actually go out to a dart right, thing. Cause I'd right. always feel like I wasn't good enough.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, I guess the, the, what made me think about it was your whiteboard idea. It's like I would only implement something like that if I'm trying to get things done every day and I'm consistently failing to get the things done that I want. And then I would think to myself, what is it that's causing me to fail? Then maybe i think to myself oh it's because i'm too disorganized i need a system now to organize myself um, it's not that but maybe the problem is i'm just not putting enough energy or effort into the day mm. right like maybe i'm sitting on my ass for mm-hmm. you know 5 hours thinking to myself i should really get stuff done in that case, the whiteboard thing isn't going to solve that problem. Right? No, but like
0: disorganization is my problem. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's just, it's also not helpful for me to have nothing to do. Do you know what I mean? So like, that's, that's also why I want to implement it is because I know that even if I, even if I just have that hour, two hours a day that I'm dedicating to this thing and I know it from yoga now, It just, it just changes your brain. It changes how you view the next day upcoming. It sets the tone for the day. It sets how your brain's going to work that day. Like it's, it's just, I don't know. Like for me, yeah, things aren't like, things have not worked for me as they are now, which Mm -hmm. is just trying to remember shit. It's like, I have one of the worst memories, like Ever like it's there's too much going on right for me to yeah. constantly remember like other st- other people's stuff, my stuff whatever it's 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 overwhelming, this is why I need a system this is why I've come to this conclusion I need whiteboards it's because it's just like I've been talking about this for years, I've been talking about getting organized for years, but I haven't actually implemented any of it,
1: yeah, yeah, and I mean like your your talking about yoga made me think about something that i do in my life like meditation right and i find that if i spend some time in meditation in the morning i'm much more productive throughout the day probably because of anxiety right i do that in the morning i'm less anxious i'm more capable throughout the day Mm -hmm. i get more more done but one of the traps that i sometimes fall into is on a day where i don't meditate I have a tendency to want to put stuff off until the next day because I'm like, well, tomorrow I'll meditate in the morning and I'll be able to do that stuff much better. Mm -hmm. So I might as well just waste today and not do anything, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a bad habit, I shouldn't do that. Even if I don't get that morning preparation done, I should still try Mm -hmm. to do the day as best as I can. Mm -hmm. Anyways, right?
0: but there's also that you got to have that acceptance of like some days you are going to fail. It's, it's kind of like, I mean, we both, we've both quit smoking, right? Yeah. Did you quit successful your first time? No. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> Tons one, of times. Yeah. No took. one, no one ever does. Right. But like yeah. you, you keep going back to quit because you ultimately want to quit and you finally learn like, I mean, I don't, I can't say for everybody, but like for myself, it became this thing where just having forgiveness where I slipped up
1: Mm
0: -hmm. meant like, cause what would happen is I would go like a week. Ah, that sounds too long. Probably initially it was like three days. I would go like three days without smoking. Mm -hmm. And then I would have this break point where I have one cigarette. And now it's like, it it was a Facebook app at the time, but it would count like how many, it would give you all these statistics about like how much money you're saving, how much whatever. yeah. Yeah. And I found that like by gamifying it, the moment I had that one smoke that like broke that streak, it's like, fuck it, we're back to smoking now, right? Right. And so like the actual thing I had to learn was like, on your days where you don't hit your target, whatever, you just have to get back on track as soon as you can, mm-hmm. rather than judge the fact that you've like failed this shit, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and that's, that. quitting smoking is a wonderful example of that because You know, like you say, when I tried to quit, I was like, I would try and fail and try and fail and try and fail. And all the friends that I had who were smokers, they kind of looked down on me for that, right? Because it's like, they weren't, but they weren't even trying. Mm -hmm. It's just, but in their mind, it's like, well, if I did actually try, I would just quit. You're failing all of this time. Did they vocalize this to you or is this your own thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I have a memory of at least one person. Oh, really? sort of bragging well they were bragging that they never they've never tried to quit right i i don't think it's an interesting brag yeah well this was high school right this wasn't this wasn't like 30 year old smoking cigarettes being like yo i've never tried to quit smoking right right but i also just i don't like i i genuinely
0: just don't understand how that's a flex even in high school
1: (laughs) because it it seems less indecisive than a person who who quits and then you see them next week, and they're smoking cigarettes again. That's a, an admission of failure, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can look at it other ways.:
1: Sure, but the, I guess the point I'm making and
0: failing at a better.: life yeah, the, the point
1: the point I'm making is that that is a good thing. Like every single time that I tried to quit smoking, I probably learned something new about myself that helped me eventually succeed, right? Like I learned about what my brain does when it's, it's withdrawing from nicotine and mm-hmm. how the cravings and all of that stuff play out. Right.
0: Um, yeah. Quit like quitting smoke. I see. And I, I remember feeling that judgment, but I don't think anybody actually was paying attention. Like whether I was smoking or not, I don't think it mattered to anybody else, but I internalized it as cause it, it's, it, it, also helps the addictive part of my brain get back to what it wants to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like to be if you if you think everyone is disappointed in you and you've failed and how could you let them down whatever, you're more likely to sink into that like spiral and go like get depressed about it, seek substances to so- soothe that, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how you cannot feel a little embarrassed if you it announced to everyone that you're quitting smoking and then a week later you're smoking right it's showing a a lack of willpower right but we know it's not about willpower now maybe maybe you and i now know in our in our middle-aged experience right we know that but certainly as a young adult i probably wasn't aware of that No, but
0: I I feel like kids now probably know more about addiction than we did.
1: Maybe like that that could be true because there's
0: a lot of like, you know, good. We've we've mentioned it before on here, but like Gabor Mate's books, right? Um, In the realm of hungry ghosts, yeah, like perfectly explained addiction to me and why it's a really stupid thing to
1: judge people for it.
0: Yeah, like any like I used to judge people like, you know, my brother or, or whoever else on being addicted to their phones and whatever. It's yeah. like, well, it's just it's like your weed addiction. I'm sure they just they constantly think about how they don't want to be doing this like all as much as they do, but it's just it's their self-soothing thing, right?
1: Yeah. I I don't what I'll say is I don't judge people for being addicted. What I do judge, though, is how far people will go to service that addiction, right? Like if you're addicted to your phone, okay, that happens, right? We're all susceptible to it. But let's say you're um, lying to somebody to get them to loan you money so you can go buy drugs. Mm -hmm. I'm judging the deception that you're employing to service your addiction, right? I'm not one of those people that believe that, the addiction takes over to the point that you become a monster, mm. right? Some people do use addiction to excuse that kind of behavior. And I disagree with that. But I I would,
0: I would say probably because you're white privilege. Maybe. Uh, that like you may not have ever been in a socioeconomic position where that was needing to happen. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like even with smokes, when I was really addicted, sometimes I couldn't afford a smoke mm-hmm. so i like would ask a friend for five dollars for whatever yeah I, can i get bananas it's like i wasn't getting bananas lower level shit for sure but it's like i had to do what i needed to do to feed the addiction so like i you can judge people for doing yeah, deceptive I do. <laughs> shit yeah you can but like that's what i'm telling you that kind of book explains why it's pointless to do so
1: yeah, but I feel like, and, and I have been in circumstances, like I've gotten payday loans to buy alcohol when I was super poor and stuff like that. Like I've been in in situations where my ethics would have been tested by, you know, my vices, right? And I feel like my ethics are what saved me. They're, they're the reason, because I wasn't willing to go to mm-hmm. that level, made me, I was... I was reflecting on the kind of person I was becoming a lot sooner than Mm -hmm. somebody who has, doesn't have that ethical grounding, right?
0: Maybe, but like, again, in reference to that book, I would say you, from what I know of you, you don't actually have the susceptibility to being addicted to things.
1: But I mean, does, can, can that be said about anyone though? Like, I think we're all capable of it. no
0: but like if my mom tries meth tomorrow she's not going to stay doing meth yeah yeah like that was kind of what that book was getting at is like certain people drugs are going to have an appeal like escape is whatever it or our chemical dependency right like it's just like we don't have enough dopamine and this is the first thing that gets us to like a reasonable level but the problem is we have to keep injecting ourselves which brings up this habit and forms an addiction yeah right um
1: but like i don't understand like why can't your mom fall prey to that right um because there's not the there's not like
0: i can't it's been so long since i read that book i should reread that book um but it basically it basically was mentioning that like it depends on your, mm, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like a, a nurt- like a, what your environment was. Like mm. all, all the addicts that they end up talking to, right. Have these like horrific traumatic childhoods. Yeah. And so it's like, it draws them into things that are escapist, which is, you know heroin whatever else right Right. to like numb that emotional pain it's why like i constantly and speaking of things that like i can't quit but i constantly talk about wanting to quit forever weed it's like i go back to weed for the same reason the reason i went on a massive binge this last week i couldn't deal with the emotions anymore it's like let's shut that off for a bit
1: but have you ever betrayed someone that you cared about for the sake of weed right if i didn't have money for sure I would. Yeah, see, that that is where that is where I would judge you. I would say, like, th- this is a, a serious character deficit in you that that's more important. It's more important to think about what you think is a good and, be- like, your ethical, your mm-hmm. morals, basically. That's what's going to save you from going too far into the drugs, right? Because at some point you're going to say this is too wrong. The things that I'm doing are just too wrong. Like it's, it's basically that whole notion of saying the person has to hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. before you can help them. Mm -hmm. Right. But the question is, where is your rock bottom? Mm -hmm. At what point do you feel like you've hit it? Right? Mm -hmm. Like obviously asking for five bucks to buy bananas. That's not your rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Maybe your rock bottom is stealing your parents' television set and pawning it for drug money right Mm -hmm. but at some point it's there and where your rock bottom is depends on how strong your moral sense is right
0: yeah but but that's that's i think that's what i'm trying to get at is like i'm a very decent and moral person i don't like to steal from people i don't like doing any of that right Mm -hmm. but when i had an addiction to smoking it didn't matter. Like I, I didn't. Like it didn't matter. I yeah. needed to service that part of my brain that really wanted to smoke, or my body that really wanted to smoke. Right. So it's like your morals and shit. Like that. That's that. That. That is a triggering like Christian fucking attitude to me. Oh yeah. It's so angry. <laughs> it's so anger inducing. Just like you just need Jesus. Oh fuck you. Well,
1: the the problem with with Christianity is their morality is based on like a revealed truth, right? Like raping someone is not wrong because you're raping someone, it's wrong because God says it's wrong. That's the problem with with religion. It's not morality in general. Morality is the most important thing in anybody's life, Mm -hmm. regardless of religion, right? Mm -hmm. It just depends on what are your morals built on. Yeah, but I think that's what
0: Gabromate explains is like it's not it's not a it's not a decision. Like it's yeah. not a decision. You're making it out to sound like a decision. Right. And for you it is or was a decision. But that's also why I'm saying I don't think you're actually a person that's susceptible to getting into heavy drugs that are gonna ruin your life.
1: Yeah, but the the thing that I I mean I, I guess like I've had this conversation a lot with people and and people always take your position and mm-hmm. say, no, like the, the addiction just erases people's capacity to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I say, well, I, I mean, that is the only thing that is going to stop a person from addiction is doing is the, their, their desire to do the right thing. Right. Like, yes, I, I get that. We shouldn't, we shouldn't judge people for addiction but we we have to like put the onus on them to stop and say no what i'm doing is wrong instead i just have to suffer i have to suffer with my addiction with my emotions and that is a better outcome Mm -hmm. than fucking over this person i get where you're
0: getting at um but like it just Judgment, like most people that are like, you know, hardcore addicts, judgment is a big issue for them. Yeah. Right. So, like, adding on more judgment doesn't really help. So, like, if you judge the woman that's like addicted to heroin that robs a dead guy or like a dying guy rather than like calling 911 or whatever, right? Yeah. She knows he's going to die, but he's got all this gold and money and shit. And like, you think that should be a person's rock bottom, right? It, to me, people's rock bottom is not, it's not a, should I do the right thing or wrong thing or anything attached to that? Or like, this is ruining my relationships, right? It's mm-hmm. more about like, do I want to change? Do I want to have a better life? Do I want to continue to be a slave to this thing that's absolutely owning me and changing me? Yeah. Right?
1: So you're saying it's it the de- de- desire to get clean, if it will, is purely born out of a selfishness like it's all about your quality of life it has nothing to do with the people in your your life that you've wronged totally yeah, yeah. that's i mean i guess some people think that way it's just, I, I don't know i guess i'm just trying to reflect on my own life mm-hmm. and the the times like i've i've certainly engaged in sub substances to excess to the point where I might feel like I'm becoming addicted and it's always been, there's always been some choice that I had to make. And if the choice was something that made me feel like I was being very unethical, then I would generally not choose it. Mm -hmm. And that's always what made me start to think, Oh, if I was considering that, then maybe I have a problem, right. That I need to work on. Right. And I, I get it. Like, like I have a lot of, friends that are that and i
0: think that's always going to be the divide is like mm. addicts are never going to be able to convey what it's like to be an addict and people that have never been addicts to the point of like ruining their lives on anything yeah most people are like you it's like ooh, okay i've been drinking every day for the last two weeks like i and there is like a conscious decision to whatever yeah but it's like smoking weed for example made me feel good like it was like constantly making me feel good and whatever right and so i just kept doing it like there was no reason i get like there was no immediate reason to be like you shouldn't do this it's gonna dysregulate your sleep it's gonna dysregulate your like that doesn't become apparent until the addiction has actually set in do you know what i mean because i'm just hitting that dopamine hit constantly that i can control yeah true
1: i mean i i i don't I get, I get all that. One thing I will say is I am very prone to addiction. Like I used to smoke cigarettes. I I'm drinking like three to four cups of coffee a day now. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm hopelessly addicted to it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do to get to free myself from the clutches, Mm -hmm. but it's like, those are very mild addictions. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people might even say like, who cares, right? Coffee Mm -hmm. is coffee. But, um, why why is it that the things that I got addicted to are the ones that are the easiest to integrate into a a normal life, right? Have you read this book? We should both read this. I haven't book. read it. No.
0: But we should both read this book
1: cuz like yeah. I, like they,
0: he covers this as well, like why are you know, like for example, we praise people in society for being gym addicts, right? Yeah. Like it's like they're in shape. They take care of themselves, right? There's like, there's lots of good addictions, right? Yeah. And Like coffee isn't seen as a bad addiction because it doesn't affect your ability to drive. It doesn't affect your work. You're yeah. not going to get fired for doing it, right? right. But then there's like people, I mean, I mean, now weed is, you know, being crossed off job applications and whatever. But even 10 years ago, weed's a thing that, disqualifies you from a lot of stuff, right? And so it's a bad addiction, right? Mm -hmm. To have, because it affects your ability to work or like work effectively. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the the distinction becomes to your, usually comes out of your obligations, Mm -hmm. right? Like the drugs that we consider bad addictions are ones that stop you from fulfilling your obligations. Mm -hmm. They stop you from going to work. They stop you from picking your kids up they stop you, et cetera, et cetera mm-hmm. right? So drugs that have a minimal effect on your ability to be a a, a proper member of society, we tend not to care as much about those, mm-hmm. right? Someone has a addiction to shopping, mm-hmm. it's fine so long as they're not going into debt. Mm-hmm. As soon as they go into debt, now they're pissing off the community, right? Because mm-hmm. they're... There's an obligation you have to pay your debts, right? Yeah,
0: and I and like I regret saying that. You, I'll take that back now, which is I regret saying you don't have an addictive personality. Mm. I forgot that like everybody has can be prone to addiction. You just hope that your addiction is a good one versus yeah. a bad one. And right. Like if you get locked in a bad one, the problem is like in our society specifically, we don't have a lot of supports for that. Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, we probably do, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like the best support would be if I'm having a problem with weed, I can go get a free counseling session or free whatever immediately. Like, you know what I mean? Like if your system is designed to actually yes. help addicts, yeah. maybe we cut off people becoming hardcore addicts.
1: And this is this is part of my program for responsible drug use mm-hmm. that I've referred to on this before mm-hmm. is the way to protect yourself mm-hmm. against negative the the kinds of addictions that we consider bad addictions is to reflect on your ethics and your morals don't read read socrates read plato read aristotle learn how learn ethics learn how to be a properly ethical person that's what's going to stop you from falling into the pits of a disgusting addiction right I mean, I'm sure Gabormante says differently. I'm I'm saying right now that I disagree with him. If he if he's not on board with this idea, then I'm confident enough in it that I say he's wrong. Right? <laughs>
0: okay, but like, and and you're totally okay to disagree. The I just I think I think all the time about like if it was down to just morals and ethics and whatever. It's like the amount of people that are like hardcore religious that like it turns out they like for example like i mean i don't think rush limbaugh is a good example of a good christian man right but like a dude like that having a secret addiction whatever yeah like it just it doesn't i don't think there's i I just don't think there's a like a choice like it's like this is that thing i think we would be more up your alley in the sense that if we educated people young but that's when most people develop their addictions right like they say like if you were smoking before you're 17 like your chances of not being a lifetime smoker are like so low
1: oh yeah for sure we should get at people young but i mean that's a problem with our education system is that we don't include normative ethical theories as as a as a subject mm-hmm. in like high or even junior high right mm-hmm that's when i think probably junior high is when people start to try these things mm-hmm. i i tried smoking in junior high so it makes sense to me but that's when we should be saying hey what what does it mean for a thing to be good at like sort of teaching kids that sort of thing mm-hmm. and we don't we're we're just sort of telling them to how to do fractions and how to spell and proper grammar and stuff like that, right?
0: Well, that's the same thing with the say no to drugs campaign, right? Like yeah. what they actually should have been teaching people like myself, which I didn't learn forever. I Like I honestly learned this probably in the last few years, moderation. Like everything in moderation. I'd never yeah. heard that term before right? ever in my life. It's like, why wouldn't I smoke weed all the time? It's not addictive. This is what people told me, right? Like, it's like, that's, that's what I was told all the time is that it's not addictive. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely an addiction. If you know me, it's absolutely an addiction. That yeah. I cannot, I do not want to do it and yet I keep going back to it. So had someone said, like, always be paying attention to the amount of anything I'm taking. Because I'm not a person that's ever had to pay attention to food religiously like mm-hmm. i feel like that's a lot of people's experiences it's like they early on know like i need to start paying attention to what i put in my body whatever yeah I, this is like a new thing for me it's mm-hmm. like how did i not get taught these basic pay attention to what you eat pay attention to how often you're doing things
1: yeah yeah i mean the uh, the few things so one it's like if you find that you have to increase your dosage to get the same effect, that's a warning flag. If you um, don't want to do it one day and you still do it, that's another warning flag. And if you you start doing things that you don't want to do to get more of whatever you're addicted to, Mm. that's a major warning flag. Those are probably the big three, I think. Okay. Marketing idea. So we take your, your we take your
0: top five, Mm-hmm. uh like manifesto drug ideas yeah we get stickers printed with our podcast <laughs> on it we just start slapping them everywhere and people will be like that is definitely a different like yeah, but how we're... to do drugs properly <laughs> <laughs> how to not get an addiction and it like wouldn't read as a tr-
1: true i mean the, what i what we we're just talking about is kind of like how to recognize an addiction but yeah we should we should uh frame it as it's okay to engage in recreational substances right you just have to be aware of these things these warning signs that you're taking it too far right yeah like what if what
0: if every every time you were a say it's your first time buying alcohol you go up and the person like asks you like is this your first time buying alcohol it's mm-hmm. like it comes with a warning that just say, yeah. they just say you might like this. <laughs> right, <laughs> pay attention to how much you ingest this over. You know, like
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, unfortunately, there's always that risk that I'm just completely off base, and none of none of the warning flags or ethical reflection is going to save a person who has that chemical imbalance in their head that this drug just perfectly corrects and it just sucks them in i mean i i I guess there's always that possibility and i certainly wouldn't want to be the person that tells a person it's okay to do this substance Mm -hmm. and then it ruins their life Mm -hmm. right and and my program if if you will just didn't work Mm -hmm. for them right
0: well and you don't yeah i mean you don't want uh yeah, that's, that's why, like, I'm always surprised when people want to introduce stuff to other people. Yeah. Like, I do it with stuff that I, like, don't care about. But I can't imagine, like, having Coke and being like, do you want to do Coke with me? Mm-hmm. But I guess if it's normal to you, like, if you're doing it constantly, it's, like, it's safe to you. So why wouldn't you recommend this fun thing to your friend, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, um, it's kind of like that, uh, what was his name? David Mitchell. He's a comedian. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. But he talked about being like an overly neurotic child. Oh, David Mitchell, the UK guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So Peep he was show. saying, he was like, you know, warning, warnings for kids are calibrated for kids that don't have good senses about them, right? So if you if you educate children on the dangers of crossing the street, a kid like he was as a kid now suddenly is like, super paranoid and freaked out at streets, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because they're not taking into account his personality, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like for me, when I'm talking about it's okay to do drugs, I'm telling that to the people that are so concerned with their own internal state that they're capable of seeing those warning signs when they arise. Mm -hmm. And there might be people that can't do that. Right. Well, and the,
0: the other thing is the people that can't do that, like myself at the time, I wasn't reasoning well. Like, mm. so like, it, like I wasn't thinking correctly. And so that, that's like, the reason you seek out like some new drug source or you're even willing to entertain it is you're lacking something. Yeah. Right? Like my friends that are sober have just never had the need or want to ever try anything new because it's just like they don't, they're not like constantly seeking something. Mm -hmm. Like I now know like ADD shit, you're just constantly seeking stimulation. Right. And it's like the drug addiction thing is the same thing. It's like, I, I, I didn't even like alcohol, but it was the only thing accessible to me that I could get fucked up on occasionally right yeah, yeah. And so, like, it wasn't until later that I was like, "Oh, I found a person with weed." Like, I always, I, I said in my twenties a lot that, like, I for sure could have been a hardcore drug user had I met a dealer. It's just so fucking hard to find a dealer.
1: Oh yeah, I like, remember that period of my life too. Yeah, true. trying to find weed, having to call this girl's boyfriend so he could drive to his dealer, exactly. and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." At least yours is
0: better than, like ours was go to the mall, look for the sketchiest dude, ask him, do (laughs) you sell weed? Like it just, that anyway, so like had someone introduced me to heroin or something at like 20, there's a good chance I would be a constantly relapsing, recovering, relapsing dude in the same way. See more like, likely dead though statistically.
1: See see for me it was like when I started drinking I I made a personal promise to myself that I would never call in sick because of a hangover. Mm-hmm. And so there were days like I remember working one day I was in a fast food restaurant and I was literally like puking into the garbage on the side of the <laughs> the, the line that I was working because I was so sick from drinking the night before and it was like that that memory like is so seared into my head that it's probably stopped me from being irresponsible with alcohol Mm -hmm. right but like you learned that from somewhere yeah well no i just i just felt like it if i called in sick because of a hangover i would be deceiving my employer no, right. I know. But
0: what I'm saying is like, you learn that morality from someone or something to have that like put in that discipline. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like a lot of people might not get that experience.
1: Right. And I, and that's, that's sort of, I guess what I'm saying is like, that's the, where we should be educating kids is totally. not educating them. Don't do drugs. We should be educating them. Don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a better way to stop a kid from, ruining their lives with drugs yeah in in my opinion and i obviously i'm not in a public health anything so i could be completely wrong but hey
0: oh i i don't know either i'm vaguely referencing a book i'm just i'm just saying like i just it's yeah it's an interesting topic because it it is just like uh if people haven't had something that like fucks with their ability to work or maintain relationships it's like you can't I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I don't, but I have in my experience, I haven't found too many people that can that I feel understand, mm. or or like there is this like gap of like, why can't you just have willpower about it? Like yeah, that kind of yeah. right,
1: you know? Totally. Yep. Thank you for listening to. The Winners Do Drugs Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at winnersdodrugspodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our subreddit Pod, on reddit.com.